Welcome back to the Becoming Fully Free podcast. If you tuned in last week, you know that for the month of November, I'm going to be re-releasing some of the most popular Becoming Fully Free episodes from the past year. And if you ma- if you missed the last two replays, you can go back and listen after this amazing episode all about handling change. Listen, no one loves change. No one thrives in an environment that's chaotic and always different and always changing, but change is inevitable, isn't it? So in this episode, I give you a little ramble on how to come to peace with change and really embrace it instead of fighting against it all the time. And it's funny because aside from my very first episode where I shared my food and fitness story, this episode handling change has the second most plays. So that tells me you probably need to hear it again. (laughs) So as always, if this is helpful for you, or if you know anybody who you think might enjoy it or might benefit from it, share away on your social, send it to them in a text, just spread the word about what we do here. I would be forever grateful and enjoy today's episode. See you next week. Bye. Welcome to the Becoming Fully Free podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Bradley, Certified Holistic Health Coach and Nutritionist. And if you're ready to get focused on what it takes to create not just a body that you love and healthy habits that feel easy, but also building a life that feels so aligned, so empowering, and so fun, you've come to the right place. So buckle up, sister, because your life is about to change. Welcome back to, what is this, episode 35 or something like that? Man, I wasn't sure if I was going to do this for longer than a month. Here we are. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about change and how to handle change and how to make handling change easier. I hear from people all the time who tell me, I just don't handle change well. I don't like it. I don't do well with it. In my brain, I'm like, I get it, but also like, no shit, you're human. Like change to our brain, it means death. And so that's, that's point number one. It's not, but that's just something to know is that you're not alone in that. Every human on this planet struggles with change. There are some who can just manage it a little bit better, maybe. I don't want to say better. I don't want to say worse, but who kind of can just roll with the punches. And then there are those who struggle a little bit more and no matter where you are, it's all fine. But I wanted to talk about this today because I feel like we're on the anniversary, the one year anniversary of everything shutting down. And I have to be honest with you. I'm like sick and tired of seeing those posts on social media being like, this was the last dinner. This was the last, this was the last that. And I, I mean, look, I get it. I, I was there too, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, let's just, let's just push forward. Let's just do what we can do. Let's stop digging up stuff from last year that made us all feel like shit. And let's focus on the possibility ahead, right? So that's my perspective anyway. Anyway, and if you have done one of those posts, I, I'm not, I'm, well, I guess it does sound judgy, doesn't it? <laughs> like I'm not judging you and I'm not, but you know what? This is my podcast and uh, I don't want to see those posts anymore. But side note, I have been getting extremely triggered by a lot of things on social media lately. And so to me, that just means it's time for a social media break, which I have 
scheduled for this week. It is hard when you, you know, your business is mostly done on social media, but you know, like my, my former business coach said, post and move post and move on to the next thing. So, so no scrolling for me this week. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about change. I'm going to give you, what do I have here? I have my notes in front of me. I'm going to give you seven things you can do to make change a little bit easier. I think, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to give you eight because one just popped up in my head. Here's number one, <laughs> accept it. Life is forever changing, isn't it? And you can never predict from one way, from one day to the next, what it's going to look like, what life is going to look like. You could go to bed unemployed in a crappy relationship status, in an argument with your best friend, even your cat and your dog hate you. And then you can wake up the next morning with a job offer, with a new partner, with thousand dollars in the bank that you weren't expecting all of that's possible right the opposite's also true we can go to bed thinking everything's fine and wake up completely shifted and completely different but all that to say we have no control <laughs> over anything really we don't know when things are going to change we don't know when things are going to suddenly be different we don't know when people are going to change their minds it's just unpredictable and i think if we can start navigating through life with that kind of expectation that things could change at any moment and we kind of just have to roll with it if and when it does happen, it makes things a lot easier. You know, I always say, I was saying to my friend Erica, I really feel like most of the time I thrive on uncertainty because I love that quote, when everything is uncertain, anything is possible. And at the start of the pandemic last year, I remember saying that to myself a lot. I didn't know what was going to happen with my business. I didn't know what was going to happen to the world, to my family members. I didn't know how often I was going to be able to see my sister and the kids and my parents. I was really, really lucky that that was kind of my pod. Um, but then it kind of led me to, well, anything is possible. So why don't I go try living somewhere else that I've never even visited before to a place where I literally know nobody, uh, move into an apartment sight unseen, pack up my car and my cat and hit the road, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where it would have been easier, probably, honestly, to have just stayed and just been like, this is just what life is. And this is what I have to do. And this is where I have to stay. But I love the idea of things being uncertain, as uncomfortable as it is, there's almost like comfort in that uncomfortability, because isn't that always true? Aren't things always a little bit uncomfortable? Aren't things always a little bit uncertain? And so the more equipped we are to find comfort in that and just let it be what it is, I think um, the easier we'll start handling change. I don't know if that makes any sense because that was not in my notes. That was just off the top of my head. And it's nine o'clock on Sunday night and Lauren's tired. <laughs> but I wanted to get this out. Okay. So let me now reference my notes. So if that whole last part didn't make sense, hopefully this will make more sense. Okay. Here's number one. Now all of this seems like irrelevant to me because I think if you can just do the first thing I said, which is just accept that change is how life is and just be able to roll with it. I think if you can do that, like that's all you need to know, but if you need more, here we go. 
<laughs> first one is keep up your regular schedule as much as possible. The more things that are changing, the more important it is to stick to your normal routine as much as you can. Okay. And this is where people say, well, I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't go to the grocery store. Stop. Cause you can do those things now, or you can work out at home and order your groceries online. There's always a solution, but I will say having some things that stay the same, like your morning routine, like maybe you get up First thing you do is you walk your dog, you come back, you make coffee, you put on a podcast. For the love of God, don't put on the news, please. Uh, But doing those same things gives us an anchor. And that just reminds us that some things are still the same. It gives your brain a little bit of rest because our brain loves routine. And so when things are changing, when things feel like swirly and chaotic, if you can do a few things that just feel familiar, that's going to feel so safe and it's going to feel so comforting. Sometimes also when we're going through a lot of change, it helps to write down our routine and check things off as we go. I have this one client who, if she misses her morning routine for more than like two days in a row, she feels totally frazzled and like out of control, like off track, right? But as soon as she gets right back into that routine which is like a meditation, a little journaling. She's good. So keep up with your regular schedule as much as possible. And I guess this is relevant now too, as things start opening back up, we're kind of transitioning back into normal. But anyway, stop sidetracking. Here we go. Number two, (laughs) this is a special podcast. Um, Number two, try to eat as healthy as possible. When change happens, a lot of us tend to reach for what? Carbs, breads, muffins, cakes, because carbs boost serotonin in our brain, which makes us feel really, really good and happy momentarily. Momentarily is the key word there. Three minutes, okay? Science says it lasts about three minutes. And while it's okay to, you know, self-soothe with food sometimes in moderation, you don't want to let all your healthy habits slide out the window because then you're just going to feel even worse, right? When lots of change is happening, Just take a few minutes in the morning to plan out exactly what you're going to eat that day. You can do this right in the notebook section of your cell phone. You can do it on a scrap piece of paper, but it helps to have a plan among the chaos and also watch the alcohol. It's really easy to want to mask hard feelings with alcohol. And this is something I have been practicing for the last almost month uh, since my boyfriend's been on deployment. Because there's there 95% of the time, I'm like, I'm so good. Like, life is so good. Of course, I miss him and I love him and I wish he was here. But, like, things are just good. And then there are those other moments where I just feel, like, so, so sad. And it's so easy to be like, oh, I'm just going to go get wine because then I won't feel it. And I'll just sit here and watch The Office and just, like, feel happy. But we all know what happens when we have unresolved feelings, right? I talked about this on the stress podcast from last week. I was having all these digestive issues. My energy was down. I just wasn't feeling well because I wasn't dealing with the feelings at hand. And so now when I need to, I just have a really good cry. And then I feel so much better. It's like like that like roller coaster where it's like I'm flying high, then I'm so sad, and then I'm good again. And it's like, you know, it is what it is. It's just the cycle. Um, okay. So number three is exercise. I mean, you guys saw these coming, right? This is why they probably don't need to be said, but I think we always need a little bit of a reminder. So if exercise is something that you do normally, you got to keep doing it when change is happening and when stress is high. 
If exercise isn't currently a part of your routine, try adding just a little bit in. Exercising two to three times per week, and that can be like a 10 to 20 minute walk outside, but it has found to significantly decrease symptoms of depression. And listen, I understand that when you're just feeling like chaotic and change is hard and you're stressed and you it feels like you don't even know what to do, going outside for a walk seems like the last thing that would help or it's the last thing that you want to do and it's so hard to get yourself to do it. But you just have to get out there and move. I actually remember a post that I did at the beginning of the pandemic last year and I wish I could find it real quick, but that would take a long time. It said something like, as soon as you start to feel the anxious feelings or those anxious thoughts start to come in, move your body, physically move where you are in space. It shakes up that energy. It gives you something different to look at. And this doesn't even mean, and we're talking about exercise, but right now, not really. Like if you, and I tell this to my clients too, when they can't stop snacking, they have to physically move where they are in space. If they are sitting down on the couch, they're going to stand up and walk into the dining room. If they're sitting in the kitchen, they're going to get up and move to the living room. If they're standing up, they're going to sit down. If they're sitting down, they're going to stand up. Move where you are in space. It shakes up that energy and it can be enough to just be like, oh, okay, never mind. I don't really want to do that thing anymore. I don't really want to eat more chocolate. I'm just bored. Cool, I'm in my room. I'm going to fold my clothes. I love folding clothes. It's one of my favorite things. I don't love putting clothes away, but folding I like and I'm good at. Anyway, what exercise does to our brain, like this is why they always say food is the most overused anti-anxiety and anti-depression tool. And exercise is the most underutilized. It's amazing what even five minutes outside can do for your brain. So when things are chaotic, when things are stressful, when it is, and especially when it feels like you don't have enough time, get out there and move your body in some way. I don't care if it's 10 squats. I don't care if it's a walk up and down your stairs. Do something, okay? Number four, and this one comes a little bit further down the line on purpose. So write down the silver lining. What are the positives that are coming from this change? And this is tough, I think, especially in the beginning. And I don't think you necessarily want to do this in the beginning because I do think that there's so much magic in that uncertainty and those hard feelings and those heavy feelings. Like if you can work through that, there's nothing that you can't do. But we don't want to just like bypass those, right? And this is something that I do. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it backfires on me so hard. Um, but like something like shitty happens and I'm like, oh, but here's the lesson and here's the bright side. And here's why I should just like be grateful for this and move on. I did that when Danny left. I was like, no, this is great. Like this is going to be a chunk of time where I can just focus on my business and I can keep like exploring this new city that I live in and meeting new people. And like, he just won't be here, but that's fine because I've known about this for a long time and look at all the things that I get to do, even though he's not here. <laughs> like instead of feeling what I was really feeling, which was really, really, really sad. And like, I was missing my man, but I was like trying so hard to just like kind of bypass that and go to the positive and like focus on the good stuff, which I think is so important. Like I always say to my clients, 
you can feel sad. You can feel upset. You can cry yourself to sleep if you need to. You just can't unpack and live there. You're just visiting. It is a moment in time. It's not forever. It's not long-term, right? And so, yes, feel your feelings. And then once it feels like, okay, like I'm kind of getting sick of myself, feeling like shit, (laughs) what can I learn from this, right? So maybe there was a change that happened where you met new people or you started practicing healthier habits or you became more assertive. This is the biggest thing that, that I got from my last breakup was really deciding who I wanted to be in my next relationship and the exact kind of partner I wanted to call in. I've talked about this on podcasts before. But it was like the whole time, not the whole time, but for the first part of the breakup, I was like, well, we just weren't right for each other and it's fine. It's like, okay, that's true. As much as he wasn't right for me, I wasn't right for him. But it goes deeper than that, right? I can take all those lessons I learned in that relationship and I'm still digging through that. And I'm still, when things pop up in my current relationship, when I get like triggered by something, I'm like, oh, like that's where that's coming from. It's really cool. It's really cool. So even if you feel like the worst thing has happened to you, the worst of the worst of the worst, chances are there's a silver lining. Now, I am not the kind of person that believes that everything happens for a reason. I'm just not because there have been some horrible things that have happened to some people very close to me that there is just no reason for it to happen. I don't believe everything happens for a reason. I do believe that most things, like 99% of things, we can find some kind of silver lining just to make the change a little bit easier. And then there are those outliers that this does not count. (laughs) this is not true. So if the change is like an unexpected death of a loved one that you just can't seem to wrap your head around, this does not apply. If the change is, I don't know, something happening to one of your animals for no good reason, this does not apply. You can apply this one where you want to. The other things always stand. You always have to just Try to keep doing your thing. Try to keep doing your schedule. Fuel your body. Move your body. Choose if flipping it into a positive is going to work for you or not. Okay? Number five, you're going to vent. But to a point, sometimes it can feel so good (laughs) to just let it out and vent. But you have to be selective of who you do this with. If it's just a kind of relationship where you are, it's like you and a girlfriend say, and you're just like complaining back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, the feeling of frustration can be contagious. Feelings are contagious, right? If you start to feel frustrated at work, chances are going to be good. You're going to start feeling frustrated in your friendships, in your romantic relationships with, um, I don't even know, your television, people at the gym, people you see online, right? (laughs) Feelings are contagious. And so if you have one of those friends who every time you get together, you're just kind of like bitching and venting back and forth, that's not super, super useful, right? It's like, let it out. And then what can you do to make things better? When you have somebody that you can brainstorm with 
and you can use their creativity too and their life experiences. All of that stuff, their creativity, the hopefulness, the positivity that they have, that can be contagious as well. So let it out, but then what are you going to do about it? This is what I say all the time. I have a lot of women who join my challenges and sign up for all my free stuff, and which is great, and I love them. I love you all. And what I see is a lot of them still struggling with the same things they were struggling with when I started my business like five years ago. And they love talking about it, how they just can't, like moderation doesn't work for them and how they just, they've never really tried it, but they just know it's not for them. And they just can't get consistent with exercise and this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, well, okay, cool. Are we at the point where we're ready to do something about it yet? Because those are the people that I love, the people who see a problem and they're like, you know what, I'm just going to tackle this the best I can. Let's go. Let's do this thing. How can you help me get there? Or not even how can I help them get there, but what do I have to do to make this happen? You tell them and they go do it. That's my client, Meredith. Those, that's so many of my clients, but she just pops into my brain right now. She's amazing. All right, number six. <clears throat> this may or may not be added to the list because of my current situation, but back away from social media. <laughs> it's really easy to like, look and say like, oh, look, like they look so happy. You know, they just bought a house. Oh, look, another friend's having a baby and it's all great. And here I am sitting by myself with my dog and my cat, <laughs> right? <laughs> so social media, as amazing as it is, and I do love it, it can also be a big, big trigger. It can give us a skewed view that everyone else's lives are like just fine and everything's good. And what we forget when we're in the moment of drastic change or stress is that everybody has battles they're fighting, every single person. This is something that has really helped me with my driving down here. So going from Massachusetts to North Carolina, um, the driving down here is very different. They're very slow, very slow. Like I'm talking two miles per hour in a parking lot. <laughs> and I don't know how fast you're supposed to go, but that's not appropriate in my Massachusetts mind. Um, but anytime I get frustrated with somebody or anytime I feel slighted or done wrong. This is one of the things I always remind myself is everyone's going through something. And if somebody's saying something rude to me or treating me in a way that I don't think I deserve to be treated, it's like, okay, it's not about me. It's actually about them. But social media can really skew this for us. It can make it like we see those highlight reels. And I, listen, I don't think that there's anything wrong. People can share what they want to share. And I think the more we share happy things like buying houses and having babies and getting married, I think share that stuff because it brings so much joy to so many people. But what we also have to remember is that nobody's sharing the stressful stuff. Nobody's sharing the hard stuff. There's so much hard stuff out there, right? There's so much drama in the world right now. And I don't mean that in like a a flip way. Like there is, it's crazy out there. So I think it's great that people share the highlight reels. I do. But just if you find yourself getting caught up in it, just remind yourself that this is half the story. Okay. And then finally, tip number seven or 17 or 77, because I feel like I've been talking forever. This is probably going to be our longest podcast. That's not an interview, but the last one is give yourself a break. In a time of change, 
you might feel a little out of control, <laughs> maybe just a little bit. You might feel like you're not living up to the expectations of yourself, but remember that you're allowed to do less than what is humanly possible. You're allowed to not nail it 100% of the time. You're not expected to. People make mistakes. It's one of the great things about being human is making mistakes and learning from those mistakes. That's what makes them really count. If you think about it like this, I think that um, it's gonna be helpful. Here's how I like to think about all of this. There are no mistakes. There's good stories for later. All mistakes are just good stories for later. Like that time when I think it was like my first freebie launch, I think it was my straight up strength um, workout program. I put a button on my Facebook page to the program and I got a message from somebody telling me that it was going to an Asian pornography site. <laughs> okay. At the time, devastating. Now, like so funny, so funny. So things like that, right? Like make it a point to like incorporate some laughter and some fun into this stuff. I mean, come on, we're all gonna make mistakes. We just have to make the best of them. There are no mistakes. There's only good stories for later. And the more we can laugh and the more we can have fun, the more dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins get released and the happier we're gonna feel 50% of the time because life is like 50% great, 50% not so great. But anyway, okay. I don't even really know what this podcast was about, but I think I really, really like it. And so I've never asked you guys to do this before, but feel free to share this with your friends. Find me at Becoming Fully Free on Instagram. Share this episode if you loved it. Tag me in it so I can see it. I hope you enjoyed this one. I can't wait to listen back to it tomorrow when it comes out and see what, see what was actually said. All right, guys, have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.